You're listening to SpecScript. Today's episode, Doctor Who by Karina Lucas, recorded at Rose City Comic Con. Exterminate and subscribe. Hey everybody, it's Chris with some news for you and some love for you too. First of all, thank you to our Patreon subscribers, Gary, Juliet, Allison, I love you all, you're great, we love you, thank you, and if you're listening, please jump on and give us some bucks, please. Uh, Otherwise, what else is going on? Uh, Coming up V-Soon on November 30th, we will be at the Ha Ha Harvest Comedy Festival, which you should def check out. Uh, We're going to be doing three cartoons uh, written by three different writers that have never seen them before. We're doing good old Thundercats, Care Bears, and Pinky and the Brain. And this is special because each cast will be entirely different. So it's going to be 30 people in spec script. Mamma mia, that is a real headache. Uh, So that's on November 30th, 8 o'clock at Kelly's Olympian in Portland, Oregon for the Ha Ha Harvest Comedy Festival. Passes are on sale now, so get on that, America. Now, what else is going on? Well, uh, your boy Chris right here, he's about to turn 30 on November. On November, on December 8th, we're having my annual Hey, I'm Getting Older show of Spec Script, and that's going to be The Newsroom, written by Shane Hosey. So that's going to be real fun here in Portland, Oregon. So come and check that out, Kelly's Olympian, as per usual. Then on December 19th, this is one we're really excited for. Uh, That's going to be up in Seattle. Derek Sheen is writing a show, and yet to be decided, but will be soon. And it's got an amazing cast, including El Sanchez, Josh Chambers, Riley McCarthy, Shane is going to be there for a Seattle show, Mamma Mia. But also, referee Aubrey Edwards from AEW is going to be there, so... Mamma Mia, uh, that's so exciting. So you gotta check that one out. And then, also, big freaking news, we got into Sketchfest, and that's gonna be amazing, because, wow, I mean, it, first off, Sketchfest is what I've wanted for my entire comedy career, and it's an amazing festival. As many of you know, I am from San Francisco, so it'll be great to be in my home turf. We've never done one there yet. And the the lineup is going to be pretty much every important person of spec script is going to be there. Lucia and Kyle will both be there. Nick Zahoya, Amy Estes, Andy Iwancio, uh Eliezer M. Weber, Shane, myself, Lydia, Jaren. It's just going to be a bazillion amazing people. We're hoping to get some hot TV talent on that show, too. So that's on January 19th. So, got a lot of amazing spec scripts coming up. So check them all out, and thank you for continuing to listen. Uh, You're great, and this show means a lot to me, and you all mean a lot. So thank you. And party on, and enjoy this episode of Doctor Who. That's not the theme. Shut up. Everyone shut up. Oh, it was Chris who did it. Don't hit Mark. Okay, he passed Mark. He's fine. Hello, Rose City Comic Con. How you doing this afternoon? Mama Mia, welcome to Spec Script. How you doing? 
Oh, oh my God, I love you. Thank you so much for coming to this. For those of you who do not know, Specscript is a live podcast where a cool person writes an episode of a TV show they have never seen, and then a bunch of other cool people read it aloud on stage. Today, we have Karina Lucas writing Doctor Who. (laughs) Karina Hookus. Uh, hi, I'm Chris Hotomy. I am one of your hosts and producers of Specscript. This is... Shane Hosey, I wasn't ready for that. I'm the other host of the, sh- uh, of the show, and I'm here to share a mic with the podium. Yeah. My man. Uh, who here in this wonderful audience at Rose City Comic Con has... Sorry. Sorry. Doctor Who here has uh, seen Specscript before. <laughs> I want to see hands who's seen Specscript before, who's familiar with the premise of the show, Specscript. Dorothea are in for a real wild ride. Chris, why don't you explain to the show? Well, I I mean, it it did, yeah. Uh, (laughs) A cool person writes an episode of a TV show. Cool, Rena Hookus. And then a bunch of, we're just going to keep adding puns into your name. Uh, and then a bunch of cool people read it We're going to run out stage. of time because you're just punning names. That's going to okay. be the whole show. I am, I am out of control. I am mad with power. I have a podium and nothing can stop me. Uh, no, but uh, we have an amazing cast today. So uh, before we got derailed on a wonderful bit that also helped us with stalling because we have a wonderful man running tech right now. Give it up for him. He's great. Woo! And uh, yeah, who here in the audience has seen Doctor Who before? No, no, this is a podcast. Who here has seen Doctor Who before? <laughs> Who here on stage has never seen Doctor Who before? <laughs> well, that's the premise of the show, baby. Uh, so we're going to have a lot of fun today. We've got a great cast with a lot of, you know, you, you've seen on, on, on podcasts. Well, you've not seen them on podcasts, but you've heard them on podcasts, seen them on stage, you know, been to their comic book shops, you know, just partied and twitched and laughed and loved. Uh, so uh, they are, uh, our amazing cast is going to uh, introduce themselves to you, which you, you in the audience uh, can see who's talking, but the audience at home, you can't. Uh, so you can only hear them say their name, the character or characters they're playing. And then we do a little like, hey, uh, a little get to know you game. And today's get to know you game is who is your favorite person in history that you would like to go on a one-off adventure with? Uh, so, hi, my name is, uh, is Chris Hotomy. I am playing the character of Angel 2 and Bartender and Other Voice. Uh, and uh, I, 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 I as, as my cast knows, I'm very unfamiliar with Doctor Who. I tried my best to cosplay as a photo I vaguely remembered of Peter Capaldi playing a guitar. <laughs> uh, I worked on that for five months. Uh, and my favorite historical figure I'd go back in time with to have uh, an adventure with is, uh, uh, you know, my mom when she was younger, because she was a cool lady. <laughs> Ooh. Hi, hi everyone. Uh, I'm Karina Lucas. Uh, I would go, in the interest of like the puns, I would go on an adventure with John Wilkes Booth. Huh? Oh you get it? Ooh. Yeah! Oh my god. Ooh. Y'all didn't laugh hard enough at that. <laughs> Who are you playing? Oh, I don't even fuck. Uh, <laughs> Whovian 1 and Angel 1. <laughs> 
Hi, I'm Alexander. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can. Yeah, it's Christina Aguilera. Hey, I'm Alexandra Jade. Uh, I am playing Eye Patch. Uh, my favorite historical person that I would go on a nice trip with. <laughs> I didn't think about my answer, so I'm. I fine. think it's Stalin. <laughs> 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 No, we, we banned <laughs> chanting. We banned chanting. Oh, Should have uh, been ready. I'm much more of a Marxist. So, yeah. <laughs> Come to uh, X-Files Trivia uh, uh, at, on the 22nd at uh, Jaded Lounge. I'll be hosting it. Come win some cool prizes. Bye. Hi, I'm Talon Bigelow. I guess I could use this mic, yeah, too. Whoa. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not, no offense to this mic. Um, I'm Talon Bigelow. I'm reading for Max. Uh, I also co-host a podcast called Craigsistential Crisis. We read misconnections from all over the place, and me and uh, Sarah Thompson, and we goof on them, so check that out. Uh, throughout history, uh, one person came to mind when we were asked this question. I think I want to hang out with George Washington Carver. And uh, just, you know, just see what he was like before the peanut butter really took off. So there's that. <laughs> Product placement. Oh, who are you reading? Max. You're reading Max. I'm reading Max. Okay. Yeah. I missed that. Don't, don't tell me what to do. Um, hi. Hi, guys. My name is Juliet Milan. I will be reading Ghost Who and Companion. So that's a, that's a nice little tease for how this episode is going to play out. Um, and I think the historical figure that I'd have probably the best one-off adventure with would probably be Eleanor Roosevelt. Um, I, because I heard she was like secretly gay and I feel like we'd have a lot in common. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right, my name's Hunter and I am playing uh, someone named David T. Who knows who that could be? <laughs> uh, I believe it's David Tennant, who you all know, of course, from the Goblet of Fire movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, and he plays yes. uh, Scrooge McDuck now, too. Yeah. And the Fright right. Night remake. He does yeah. a great yeah. Scrooge McDuck, okay? It's a Very talented New up-and-comer. <laughs> um, I'm also playing uh, Meta Droid and uh, Droid 2. Um, <laughs> two different characters. Yeah, the sequel. Um, <laughs> and if, if, if I could go on an adventure with anyone from uh, history, it would be several different versions of myself played by different actors <laughs> from different times. Whoa. It's Doctor Who. <laughs> Hi, I'm Katie Pride. I own Books with Pictures, which is a <laughs> that's very nice of you. Which is a comic book shop here in Portland uh, at uh, Southeast 14th and Division, and you should come and buy comic books from me. I am reading Reese today, and uh, if I were to go on a one-off historical adventure, I would go on a science spy World War II adventure with Hedy Lamar, and we'd have so yes. much fun Whoa. and probably make out. <laughs> I am Riley Silverman. I am on an actual play Doctor Who role-playing game podcast called The Game of Rassilon, which is only slightly more canonical Who than this episode <laughs> will be today. Um, only so that's there, and then I think that uh, my historical, oh, uh, sorry, uh, my historical figure, I'll do that first, 
I, th- I was thinking Julie D. Albany, but I think today for this show, I'll say Verity Lambert because she was also really awesome. Wow. Uh, and then for this episode, uh, like, a, like a dagger into my heart, I am playing a character whose name is Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> that is how it is scripted. It is Doctor Period Who. <laughs> so apparently this is from the war, the war Machines era of William Hartnell's run, and that's how I'm making it okay in my head. <laughs> Also, I will be doing a very, very poor attempt at a Sheffield accent because I vehemently believe that it is worse to do a bad British accent as the doctor than to commit the sacrilege of doing a doctor with an American accent. (laughs) Thought that'd be a bigger reaction, but that's fine. Anyone else? Uh, Mark, are you out there? Uh, Hi, my name's Mark. (laughs) I will be your narrator and read the stage directions. (laughs) And if I had to go on a time travel adventure with anyone, it would be Tim Curry. (laughs) Would you do that with the time warp again? (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard of the time warp. What's that? (laughs) Well, it's a jump to the left and then a step to the right. Again, I thought this whole crowd was going to start singing along with that song. I'm really disappointed in all of you for not getting the pelvic thrust in your hand. Uh, my name's Shane Hosey. I'm going to be uh, reading for Whovian 2 and the villain of the piece. And uh, my um, historical figure that I'm going to go on an adventure with is uh, Thomas Edison. It'll be the adventure of falling down the stairs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Tom, look out. Uh, <laughs> all right. Everybody, that's our cast. Give it up for them. Woo! All right, and now let's get ready to start. Spec script! Today's episode, Doctor Who, written by Karina Lucas. Dun dun. Interior, Whoville General Hospital, day. (laughs) Inside of a snowflake lives a little universe with a little town called Whoville. It's a whimsical land where everyone rhymes. Whoville also happens to be the best damn general hospital in the whole damn snowflake. This is largely due to the presence of Doctor Who, a young and extremely talented Whovian doctor. That's about right, right? Yeah. Two doctors sit in the doctor's lounge of Whoville General Hospital, chatting over their break. We were lucky to find the cure. The diagnosis was quite obscure. Give yourself a pat on the back. You were ready for that heart attack. (laughs) Would you like to go to a bar? Would you like to go by car? Doctor Who walks into the room, clipboard in hand. (laughs) Hey, how's it going? (laughs) The other Whovian's ears begin to bleed from the lack of rhymes. They scream in pain, clawing at their faces. The, the doctor is here. Danger is near. Desperately wounded, though luckily in the best damn hospital in the whole damn snowflake, the doctors flee. Doctor Who is completely unfazed and never looks up from her clipboard. Doctor Who begins one of those voiceover narration things that happen when the writer is lazy, or when she realizes that the main character isn't going to be able to talk other characters if she is unwilling to rhyme. 
It's hard being a Whovian who hates to rhyme. Don't get me wrong, I have the urge. Rhyming is whimsical, it's fun, and it distracts from lazy writing. <laughs> I wish I could rhyme, but I just don't have any whimsy in my heart. Not since my wife left. <laughs> yeah, strap in, folks. <laughs> she told me she was leaving because I was arrogant, obsessed with my work, or a drunk. <laughs> that was the first time I ever made someone's ears bleed when I screamed, please don't go. <laughs> A Hoovian doctor walks into the room. You mind if I have the room? The doctor runs out screaming, blood gushing from her ears. <laughs> Eventually I started enjoying the power it gave me to be the only Hoovian without the need to rhyme. If anyone starts to bother me, I have a foolproof method to shut them up. But it's a lonely life. No one wants to sleep next to someone who can kill you by forgetting to say, ouch, big ouch, instead of just saying, ouch. She glances at her phone to check the time. Well, my shift's up. I think I need a drink. Interior, Hoovian bar, night. Doctor Who sits at a bar, sipping on a martini with a candy cane garnish. <laughs> the bar is empty, save for the bartender, who is polishing a glass. The floor is drenched with the blood of the former patrons. <laughs> you believe in love, Rick? The bartender is gushing blood from his ears, but he continues to calmly wipe his glass. He's a real professional. <laughs> Oi, love is me gives meaning to everything we do. Hey, by the way, is my face turning blue? <laughs> That's what I keep telling myself, but it's hard to keep believing in it ever since Betty Lou Who tore my heart out. <laughs> I want to have friends and love again, but I can't rhyme without any joy in my heart, and if I don't rhyme, I wind up killing everyone I talk to. The bartender is passed out on the floor. <laughs> well, guess I'm heading to the bar across the street. <laughs> Exterior, streets of Whoville, night. Doctor Who stumbles out of a bar. A shining level river of blood follows behind her. See you all tomorrow. <laughs> we hear the voice of a screaming Whovian. Ah! Oh, will someone send my kids my love? Tell them I'll wash them from up above. <laughs> Doctor Who is drunk and emotional. I want my wifey back. And I'm done with the voiceover thing. I just needed it for a minute. <laughs> She notices a payphone booth labelled TARDIS. In the distance, we see David Tennant dealing with some stuff. And I think he has, like, a companion or something. I don't know. I never saw the show. Well, blimey! <laughs> We've got to fix a problem here in Whoville, I think. You're amazing. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Doctor Who is oblivious to this and stumbles into the TARDIS. I'm going to call her. David Tennant notices Doctor Who in the phone booth. Cracky, that's ours. <laughs> when did you become Australian? <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Doctor Who presses a button in the booth. The TARDIS whisks her away. And she lands in a new world. This new world is dark, both thematically and in like a color sense. <laughs> like all the buildings are black and red, there's like posters of a dictator everywhere. Even the sky is dark. It's a classic 80s dystopian future. <laughs> she is approached by security droids. 
Halt. It's past curfew. What are you doing out here? Where is here, even? Where am I? You are in the realm of the master, the great overlord of the realm. He's sort of like Shigo from that one Kim Possible movie. His whole deal is that he hates rhymes. He also hates voting and stuff, like he's a dictator. But the core of his ideology is that he hates rhymes. He's a perfect antagonist for you. Oh, my bad. Someone activated my meta mode. He activates a switch on his back. Beep boop. Move along, citizen. The droid marches away, leaving Doctor Who alone. This world sounds perfect for me. If there's no need to rhyme, maybe I can finally find some peace here. Maybe find a nice lady who's totally willing to enable my alcoholism, settle down, have a couple of kids, and pass my insecurities on to them. <laughs> she notices that the TARDIS crashed and looks broken. Doesn't look like leaving's an option anyway. Suddenly, a ghostly form appears. It looks just like Doctor Who, but dead. <laughs> hey! <laughs> What's up? It's me from the future! We're dead now! <laughs> oh, bummer. I don't want that to happen. I was really looking forward to becoming an old lady so that I can beat up all those rapping grandmas without it being abusive. <laughs> I'm turning Australian, I think, at some point, accident. <laughs> How do I keep myself from dying? If you want to live, you have to get out of here by the end of the night. <laughs> at the stroke of midnight, your death will come. It's a real ticking clock. Oh, yeah, and you also have to come to terms with your wife leaving you and your unwillingness to rhyme. But that's for the sake of your own personal art. Also, here's a sonic screwdriver. I'm not sure what you're supposed to do with it, but I've heard it's a thing in the show. Everyone loves a little bit of fan serving. I don't know. Maybe, like, if you need to unscrew some sound, it'll come in handy. Oh, thanks. Do you know how I can get out of here? This phone booth is broken. Also, I feel like the phone booth thing belongs to Superman. He's like a really boring superhero, and he needs everything he can get. <laughs> Agree. But for the love of God, don't make him all dark like he's in the DC movies. <laughs> right, like he snaps Zod's neck. Superman is supposed to be a boy scout. He should be the example that the Guardians of the Galaxy set. That movie had a high stakes, but it was fun and whimsical. <laughs> Zack Snyder is a hack. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, the master, your antagonist, he's in that big palace right over there. You can't miss it. If you want, you can follow the yellow brick road. It leads right to it. Man, we're really kind of overdoing the movie references, aren't we? Anyway, the master has like a world traveling thing that can help you. It'd also be the phone booth for the sake of simplicity. <laughs> So get out there and find it by midnight, or else you'll get hit by a car or something. I don't know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but here's the thing. The camera zooms in on Doctor Who's face. I don't want to go. <laughs> she winks. But you must. 
I don't know, maybe I can make it work in this world. I know you die, but maybe I can make it here. It's kind of a dark world, but that's how I've been feeling since Betty Lou Who tore my heart out. Maybe this world is meant for me. There's no booze here. <laughs> that fascist can't keep me from rhyming. <laughs> the ghost fades away, and a determined Doctor Who sets out in the direction of the palace. Exterior, streets of the no-whimsy-land, night. Doctor Who is sipping on a flask, walking down the yellow brick road when she is stopped by a group of security droids. One of them has an eye patch so that you can distinguish him from the other ones. <laughs> he speaks. Halt, drunkie. Where are you going? I'm heading to the Master's Palace and I have a handle on my drinking, thank you very much. She belches. <laughs> Geez, I patch, getting a little personal, aren't you? I'll handle this. The other droid clears her throat. She booms like an announcer in all those medieval movies and shows. No outsiders are allowed in the master's palace, especially when they're drinking whiskey. Booze is illegal here. Didn't you hear that in the last scene? I'm going to have to take you in. Doctor Who empties her flask on the droid's head and makes him short circuit. She continues to run down the road. I'll catch you, drunkie. I'm not an alcoholic. Admitting you have a problem is the first step. <laughs> Our hero follows the yellow brick road. One of the anti-rhyme security guards, Reese, stops her at a checkpoint. He is flowery and dramatic. Halt! Beyond this checkpoint is the land of the overlord. None shall pass without the proper paperwork. I really need to get through here. I'll have to get home, and I have to learn to love to rhyme along the way. You speak of rhymes, the forbidden art. How I miss it. I was a playwright, you know. I wrote the best plays, all in rhymes. People called me the next Shakespeare, mostly because I was a drunk. But then the master took power, and he made me abandon my art. He does not understand rhymes, and he hates what he does not understand. Woe is me. Well, you could come with me, and then together we could end the Master's reign of terror. Maybe that would help me make peace with my wife leaving me, like, like my ghost told me I had to. Maybe I'll learn to love to rhyme, and maybe it will help me to have a... Doctor Who turns and dramatically looks at the camera. Companion. <laughs> What's your name? Reese. Like the character from Malcolm in the Middle? That show was on while this was written. <laughs> Okay, the meta thing is starting to get a little old. They're fair enough. I'll ease up. But can we agree that Malcolm in the Middle is one of the greatest sitcoms ever made? Lois is a real gem. Oh, no. Lois was mean to all her kids. She's cruel. You just hate strong women. Why do people keep saying that? <laughs> Hal is pretty great, too. You know what's a great show? One Punch Man. Oh, uh, I'm not really into anime. I get that. They're not for everyone. Hey, thanks for understanding, pal. There is an awkward silence. <laughs> Should we go, then? Exterior, forest of no whimsy, night. Reese and Doctor Who are frightened in a dark forest. It's a total rip-off of where they meet the lion in The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> they hear howls in the distance. I'm scared, Doctor Who. Yeah, me too. Oh no, you rhymed. The master's security drones can sense rhymes. We have to get out of here. They start to run, but it is too late. Security drones teleport into the forest and surround them. The eyepatch droid is among them. Good to see you again, Doctor. I knew you would be trouble the moment I saw you. How's the drinking problem? I don't have a drinking problem. I just like to party. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to take a last sip of your flask, now's the time. 
okay, I really would like a sip of my flask, but I'm not going to do it because you told me to. Grow up. The droids all point weapons at our heroes. We're boned. We hear howls close now. The droids look scared. Suddenly, the shadow of a giant hound appears in the clearing. We hear a (laughs) booming voice. Did someone say, bone? The droids panic and flee. It's the Hellhound, the legend of the forest. He'll eat everything he sees. Everyone run. He looks back at our heroes. A fitting end for a lonely drunk right you. <laughs> Jesus, I patch, you have a problem. <laughs> Doctor Who yells after the fleeing droid. I am not a drunk. Why do you smell like a Jack Daniels bottle? Once the droids are gone, the shadow disappears and it is revealed to be a small dog. Are you all safe? Yeah, thank you. I thought we were boned. Thank you for the setup, but I've already done the bit once. Hey, it's me. I'm a talking dog. I'm here to help you on your journey or something. I want to get to the master. You do too. Let's work together. I'm a talking dog. I'm cute. I'll keep people's attention. Look at me. Oh, hey, so you weren't here there, so um, you, you, you get a pass once, but we're done with the meta thing now. Yeah, it's getting a little old. I mean, it's a little unfair that you ran a bit into the ground before I could show up, <laughs> but whatever, I guess. It just feels kind of lazy, like we're not really putting any effort into the dialogue. Yeah, I mean, I really doubt anyone's coming here for the compelling story. I'm a Whovian, for God's sake. This is ridiculous. Yeah, and I'm a talking dog. <laughs> there is another awkward silence. Say, have you all seen One Punch Man? <laughs> Exterior, the edge of the forest. Our heroes emerge from the edge of the forest. There is a building labeled Speakeasy Bar. Oh, sometimes dreams do come true. Our time is limited. Entering the tavern is a fool's errand. Oh, are you doing the weird, flowery, Shakespearean voice thing again? It comes in waves. Look, I totally get what you're saying. Time is limited, and if I don't get to the castle by midnight, then I'm definitely going to die. But it is happy hour, and I feel like we'd be wasting money if we didn't go. (laughs) She makes a good point. (laughs) They enter the tavern. At the bar is the same bartender as the bar in Whoville, wiping a glass. There is still blood caked around his ears. Hey, aren't you the bartender of my favorite bar? Yeah, but I work a bunch of jobs. Isn't it a hassle to have to travel to two different realities? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the commute is a bitch. Capitalism, am I right? <laughs> in the corner, there is a redhead in a red dress. She looks identical to Jessica Rabbit, from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Mm-hmm. She approaches Doctor Who. Hiya, I'm a romantic interest. <laughs> Thanks, but I'm a dog. I think dating a human is weird. No, silly. I was talking to your alcoholic friend. Okay, the the alcoholic thing is getting a bit out of hand. It's starting to feel like the writer is struggling with a drinking problem and is, like, forcing it into the story. Yeah, she should probably go to a meeting. (laughs) But I'm about to get laid in alternate dimension, which is, like, at the top of my bucket list. (laughs) Teehee, you sure are. I'm a romantic interest. (laughs) Yeah, you said that already. Wait a minute. I recognize... (laughs) <laughs> the redhead pulls off her mask and reveals herself to be the droid with the eye patch. Uh, oh. ah! 
I've caught you. Be prepare to be taken to jail of no rhymes. Why'd you have to dress up as a sexy redhead to catch us? You could have just arrested us. No, I was just wearing that. I like the way the dresses make me look. Oh, whoa, look, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make a scene. I'm, I'm not like that. I'm, I'm one of the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, whatever you want to wear is cool with me. I'm, I'm super hip. Okay, you're all making too big a deal out of this. Just say you're sorry and move on. Yeah, this isn't about you. Sorry. She dumps her flask on the droid and makes her short circuit. They escape again. I'll catch you, you slobbering drunk! <laughs> the other droid pops his head into the speakeasy. Who hurt you? <laughs> Exterior. Castle of Zero Whimsy. <laughs> Max, Reese, and Doctor Who are outside of the Master's extravagant palace. There are giant spires and columns everywhere. He is clearly overcompensating for something. Guards are swarming the area. Looks like they're expecting us. They doubled the guard. Getting in is going to be impossible. We can't give up. I need to get into that castle. Why are you so intent on getting in there? The master and I have some unfinished business. Before he came to power, we had a troubled friendship. He always had so much darkness in his heart, but I refused to let him give in entirely. But then he started a military coup and took over all the land, and I was like, hey, not cool, bro. So now I'm going to kill him. <laughs> well, if we're going to get in, we'll need a disguise. They see a very tall, lumpy guard in a trench coat with the head of a dog and human legs. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have an idea. Cut to the front of the castle. The heroes are wearing cheap fake mustaches and plumber outfits. <laughs> they are talking in terrible Italian accents. We're here to fix the pipes. Uh, well, off you go then. Say, haven't I seen you before? Maybe. I fix a lot of pipes. Not like in a sexual way. I mean, I do a fine. I'm just saying I have fixed the pipes. <laughs> it's hard to do a British accent doing an Italian accent. <laughs> Spaghetti. <laughs> they pass the guard. He looks suspicious, but lets them go. Interior, super-powered phone booth thingy room. Our heroes approach the anti-rhymer's TARDIS. The room is completely empty. It's 11.30, I made it just in time, but this seems a little easy. Where are the gods? We hear a slow clap. No, no. This is just like an anthem, this is like an arena hype thing. No, no, no. Keep going, Mark. Keep it in. I am amazed at how fast the cult mentality of this room <laughs> yeah, picks it's, up. It's we did it earlier scary. when Chris was on the back. We did no, it right I blame now. you because you started clapping too. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. Mark, please continue. <laughs> We hear the voice of someone trying really hard to sound like a villain. Congratulations on making it this far. You're quite tenacious. It's the master. He's here. We're boned. Did someone say boned? Good to see you, Max. <laughs> Wait a minute. I know that voice. The anti-rhymes come out of the shadows, and he is revealed to be the Grinch. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Big reveal. <laughs> master. Please, call me the Grinch. <laughs> he lets out a villain laugh 
he is carrying a roast beast leg and eating it like a total slob. It's a real power move. Have you come to save me, Max? To bring me back to the light? That ship sailed when you murdered my family. Jesus Christ. It had to be done. After your little insubordination, I had to send a message. This would make the best play. If only I could rhyme. Don't you dare rhyme in front of me. (laughs) Doctor Who can hear the voice of her ghost. Use the rhyme. Doctor Who looks determined. She nods and presses an invisible button on an imaginary flight helmet. Luke, you switched off your targeting computer. What's wrong? (laughs) Nothing. I'm all right. Everyone looks over at Doctor Who, confused. You don't like rhymes. Do you like dimes? Ah! The Grinch's ears begin to bleed profusely. Oh my god, rhymes have become the thing that can save me. It seems that rhyming can also set me free. Also, fuck my ex, I'm good now. Guards! The guards appear and seize Reese and Max. Doctor Who manages to slip through them and pass the Grinch into the TARDIS. The eyepatch droid is among them. Seize them! Why are you talking like a villain? Because my nemesis is among them. Grab her before she gets away. Go! Get out of here! Yeah, leave. Everyone expects you to turn your back on your friends anyway, you pathetic drunk. A few drinks a night doesn't make me an alcoholic, and White Claws barely count as booze. (laughs) Doctor Who enters the TARDIS. She presses a button and is sent back to Whoville. She is relieved at first. She thinks about taking a drink out of her flask, but tosses it aside. The ghost of Doctor Who appears. What the hell do you think you're doing? I did what you asked. You said I had to get back by midnight. Yeah, but I didn't say be a dick about it. (laughs) You left your friends behind. Plus, you're still not rhyming. I know you're trying to survive and all, but this is a spiritual journey, too. The whole point here is that you have to become a better person. Now go back and save your party. Why should I say them, though? They'll be fine. Plus, Whoville needs me. I'm the best damn doctor in this whole damn snowflake. The only disease in Whoville is diabetes. (laughs) And we have insulin. We'll be fine. (laughs) Jeez, all right. Doctor Who returns to the TARDIS and hits the button. She is whisked to an unfamiliar place. There are a bunch of angels crying. Who are you? (laughs) We're the weeping angels. (laughs) (laughs) Accurate, right? Yeah? Oh, yeah, I heard that was a thing in the show. We're really sad. (laughs) (laughs) And we're angels! (laughs) Cool, well, I gotta go. All right, later, bud. Come by tomorrow for our for our smash tournament. <laughs> she goes back in the TARDIS and is whisked away to the anti-rhymers palace. Max and Reese are still struggling with the guards. You came back? Whoa, you're blowing my mind here. Yeah, and I threw away my flask too. Hey, good for you. Everyone politely but sincerely claps. I'm proud of you, kiddo. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. She pulls out the sonic screwdriver. You remember that? (laughs) 
but now it's time to exterminate. <laughs> Doctor Who uses it on the guard and blows them up or something. I don't know how it works. The power of fan service. She walks up to that one guard with the eye patch that keeps making fun of her for being a drunk. It's less cold, bitch. <laughs> she punches the droid in the face and he explodes. One punch man, baby. <laughs> Reese, Max, and Doctor Who corner the Grinch. Old friend, now is the time for your redemption. It never made as much sense for the story as it does now. <laughs> but I hate rhyming. I hate it so much. It's kind of like my identity. I don't know what to do without it. You should become an actor. Together we can make the best plays. Will it keep my inner demons at bays? <gasps> Everyone cheers. Yeah! <laughs> Doctor Who returns home and she is single, but she's like totally cool with it. She also doesn't drink and she rhymes now, no problem. She also cured cancer. Reese writes a dope new Christmas play about the Grinch and assumes the pseudonym Dr. Zeus. Oh. <laughs> Max and the Grinch are expecting their fourth child. <laughs> the ghost of Doctor Who burned in hell because she was never baptized. <laughs> the end. Everyone, this has been... Spec Script! <laughs> Doctor Who at Rose City Comic Con, baby! Give it up for your amazing cast. They're all angels. Woo! Spec Script! 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 script. 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 Seriously, it's way too didn't, distressing didn't you how easy it is to do that. Chanting at the beginning please. of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why. <laughs> Bathroom. Yeah, uh, you give it up for your amazing cast. We had Alexandra Jade. We had Talon Bigelow. We had Juliet Milan. We had Hunter Donaldson. We had Katie Pride. And we had Riley Silverman. Plus the writer of the episode, Karina Lucas. Our amazing narrator, Mark Movie Man. This has been Shane Hosey. That has been Chris Hotomy. Oh, give it up for Eric Klein running sound and well, I mean recording it. He's a beautiful boy. Oh, we have an email list over there if you want to find out about future shows and when this episode will be released so you can relive it and listen to it over and over and find out all the wonderful ways you can see Spec Script, uh, you know, and find out more about our amazing cast and all that. We're about to be done, but uh, I think the last thing I'm going to say is... Uh, we are every Sunday here in Portland at uh, Kelly's Olympia in a wonderful bar. We are every uh, third Thursdays up in Seattle at a place called the Blue Moon. We uh, travel around. We're gonna be we're gonna be in Flagstaff. We're gonna be in Sacramento. We're gonna be in St. Louis. Maybe we're gonna go to New Hampshire. Maybe we're gonna go to Ohio, and we're gonna go all the way to Washington D.C. Yeah! All right, peace out. We love you. Sign up on the email list right over there if you're interested. And uh, yeah, peace out. Thank you. Oh yeah, like, smash, subscribe. Yeah. Check out Game of Rassilon on your, on yeah. your uh, podcast Also, if anybody apps. wants a Reese's mini cup, I have way too many and Reese's, they fall out in my Reese's, bag. Reese's. There's a character named Reese. Thank you.
you for listening to Spec Script. Come to our next live episode at the Ha Ha Harvest Comedy Festival on November 30th, baby. It's a party.